We are on. All right, third episode of the COVID uh, series of Pod BN. Today we got Justin M. Boyd, um, country financial agent and uh, small business guy here to talk about how uh, things are going from his perspective. So, yeah. um, but uh, also just uh, to been doing these uh, just for logistical reasons, been doing all the stuff solo recently, but um, g- talking to you more as a, uh, I put your last name on this time instead of you just being Justin. As That's a, all right. We can do that. So, <laughs> we can do so that. I, are you and your family been holding up? Uh, good. Uh, we're okay. Um, especially compared to a lot of other people. So, um, you know, we're, we count our, po- we count the things that are positive. We, it's kind of a weird time for us. Cause we just moved, uh, we just moved houses. We closed on March 27th. So we were right in the middle of all the, um, people trying to figure out how to continue to do business through it. So our closing was very unconventional. Um, you know, it was just us, the other, the, on the one side, this, the people that bought our old house wasn't in the same room. And then on the other closing, the people we bought from weren't in the same room. Uh, no realtor in the room, no lender in the room. Oh, okay. Us and the title people um, signing papers. So it was that was weird. And they had, of course, like everywhere you go now, they have the hand sanitizer and the wipes all over the place. And you had to bring your own pen because they don't want to loan pens out. So okay, that okay. was that was a unique unique experience. And um, obviously, a lot of people working from home. So we closed our office uh, to the public. Um, this before that, it was it was right when it start, first started to. Um, I think it was even before the governor gave the, gave the stay in place order. Uh, we kind of made the decision to lock our doors and, uh, do more things virtually and on the phone. Um, so, but I was still continuing to go to the office and I still do. Um, but now that we're in this, in the new house, I'm trying to set up kind of a home office too. So, yeah. Is there much going on? Um, I guess we could talk about your, uh, how your agency's doing. Um, is there much going on right now for yeah. you? I mean, of course, there was a little bit of a, of, of a speed bump uh, when everything first came down, just like everybody else and every other business. We had to learn how to do things a little bit differently. Um, but I think we always kind of I mean, even before this, we always try to meet people exactly where they are and help them get to where they want to be. So um, right now, everybody's at home. So we, <laughs> we got to meet them, at, meet them there. And so we're learning how to use things like this, like Skype a little better. Um, virtually do some appointments that obviously in the past was, was face to face. Um, it's just a different way of doing things. And I think that's what a lot of businesses are having to do is adapt. Um, we see that with restaurants that never offer delivery or curbside doing that now. Um, you know, you see it, you see it in all different industries and that's all we're doing too, is trying to figure out how to exactly do this. Cause I mean, honestly, people are home now. Um, so con- there's not a lot to do. So for a business like mine, um, we can contact those people and they have time to talk to us about insurance or financial services or whatever they need to do. So they have the time to actually go through some of this stuff now. So it has been busy. Um, I've been quoting mm-hmm. a lot of new business, um, reviewing, reviewing a lot of client stuff, um, helping them find ways to save money, which is important to them right now, obviously. Uh, some people with uh, cut back in hours or not being able to work. So all those things are important and we're still able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're still able to um, keep all your staff working too? Yeah. So that was another kind of just odd timing thing for me. So I was in a transition of uh, office staff um, probably about a month and a half before all this COVID thing uh, hit. So um, my current Shana, who works in my office now, um, she had just gotten her property casualty license right before all this happened. Um, and she's just part-time anyway. Um, but yeah, she's continuing to work. Um, I applied for the PPP uh, that came out uh, the end of last week. Um, 
to hopefully be able to, you know, help uh, with some of that cost of payroll and, and stuff when we're not bringing in as much new business as we were before uh, to help pay for that kind of stuff. So I, I'll admit, I, um, I don't know what the PPP is. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's, it? it's just one of the uh, one of the couple of the government assistance that came out for small business owners. Um, I believe it stands for payroll protection plan. I might have that wrong though. Um, but essentially, it's a loan. Um, it's a one percent loan. Excuse me, that any small business less than five hundred employees can get uh, or apply for. I should say you just apply for it at any lender. Um, it's not you know manage the government or anything, just go to your local bank. Um, it's kind of the SBA, apply for it. It's 1% interest with six months deferred on it. And then um, if you meet certain criteria with the loan, like using 75% of it for payroll um, or more, then you can uh, apply for forgiveness on that loan. Um, so just to help keep your employee staff throughout this time. Mm-hmm. Um, they just rolled it out. I think it was Friday morning. Uh, it was either Thursday, Thursday or Friday morning. I sat on a, uh, the McLean County Chamber of Commerce sat on a call that kind of rolled everything out. Um, and I applied right away, uh, as I'm sure a lot of small business owners did, uh, uh-huh. just to try to get it in in time. Um, but yeah, it's just one of a few ways. And obviously I'm not a, I'm not a lender or a banker, so don't take any of that things that I said and run with it talk to your lender. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's the way I understood it. So um, any kind of like, any kind of assistance we can get through this time is, is going to be helpful. Um, I think that's the weird part is everybody's trying to like, I, I'm actually amazed at how well people are adapting on the fly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no one prepared, I, at least no one I know of small business wide prepared, prepared for a pandemic. Like you might prepare for a down month or, or something like that, but um, where not just you, but your consumers are stuck in their house. Uh, no one could prepare for that. And, and the way that I've seen, small businesses adapt to that. I'm really amazed with, um, I mean, in my industry across the board, you know, being able to do things like this virtually, um, you know, you can share computer screens and all that. Thank God for the technology we have now, but, um, retail establishments being able to go online. Um, and so quickly, like, you know, nothing, nothing motivates you more than, than this type of thing to actually get some of those things, some of those ideas you had in your head rolling and rolled out. Um, I mean, you know, state farm country financial, all the big companies, it's amazing how quickly they were able to pull the switch and be like, look at all these people that can work from home now. Um, you know, it's yeah. just the, the way businesses are able to adapt amazes me and how quickly they are able to do it. Um, and some of the innovation that comes out of it too. I mean, um, like I know like Joe's station house had that like pizza kit you could buy and take home and make pizza with your family and uh, decorators grocery had some of those little like candy making things like that kind of stuff. Just, I don't know. It's just cool when you're pressed up against the wall, some of the things you think of to keep your business rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I was just uh, talking to people, some people from the McLean County History Museum, and um, the one of the people said that she's trying to view it as like a constraint that has to spur creativity. So yeah. um, it's not a, like a barrier to what you want to do. It's like a it's something that you need to um, you know try to figure out a way to innovate around, and not just rest on what you've always done before. And I mean, not trying to be like a, a, you know, the bald eagle pounding my chest here, but like that, that's what America has, has done it throughout its history, right? Is we come up with these obstacles and we, and that pushes us to innovate further. Um, and, and I think this is just another one of those instances where we're going to see a lot of good come out of this when it's all over. Of course, we got to trudge through the crap first and, um, you know, unfortunately deal with a lot of people that are sick and suffering and that kind of thing. But I think we're going to come out of this stronger as a society uh, just because of the innovation and adaptability that we've been able to do. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I th- I've been thinking about how if this happened 10 years ago, just how different it would be from a technology standpoint. Right, absolutely. Um, I mean, like like I said, we just moved to this house not too long ago. Um, and so I'm, sit- I'm sitting in my home office right now, which is a card table. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, nicely decorated behind you, just so yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> all, all white walls in my basement. Um, but, you know, it's it, I, as, as minimal as this is down here, I'm able to do my job from right here, which is kind of crazy. Like you said, 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. Um, and we'd be in a lot worse position, I think. Um, I mean, even even the... I mean, restaurants are getting a lot of a lot of buzz right now because that's what's Facebook. Everybody's doing carry out and stuff. But but I mean, the way they're able to get the word out on what they're doing and how they're doing business through Facebook and, and social media, I think, has been big, too. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah. Go ahead, Jamie Matthews said that Red Raccoon, they've been meaning to get their online store set up for a while. And yeah. so now they've got all their everyone that they're allowed to have in the building is just going around and inventorying everything and putting it up online so that they can have an online presence, which is something they need, needed to do anyway. Just interjected some energy into that project. Energy and time, right? Because, I mean, when you are running a, a store inside, you probably didn't have a lot of manpower and time to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Where now that, that's that's able to be done. Um, and, I mean, even even in my in, at country and stuff, like, we, you know, they've been wanting to roll out some of this virtual stuff for a long time. And what better motivation than when you have no choice? So, yeah, um, you know, we're able to get a lot of things done. And even uh, what, what did I see the other day? Oh, uh, where um, notaries now can do it virtually, which is a new thing that's came. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple guidelines there that you have to follow. But it's just yeah, I think I think overall we're going to learn a lot from from this, um, though. I saw <laughs> I saw a couple good memes on on my Facebook about this. Like one of them was wonder how many these people could be working from home for like the last five years or whatever. So all those, all those meetings could really be conference calls like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if we get to the point where we could have, sorry. So at state farm, we can work remotely, but due to the capacity of the VPN that we use to log in, we can't use video right now. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that does pose some problems because especially me as a manager, like I've got employees and it's really, it's hard to have a, uh, you know, sensitive conversation if you can't see the person, sure. um, especially if we got to the point where we could have, you know, video conferencing at work, like we're getting like 95, 90, 95% of the value of what we do done by, by working online anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, which I've always found with my team. So I'm kind of, this kind of like proves it to those who are skeptical. It's like, yeah, we did this for a whole month and like we pretty much just kept going as we were. Right. And I mean, Obviously, from the field perspective, as an agent, it's a little different because people are just used to doing business a certain way. Sure. Uh, I mean, there's some aspects like, unfortunately, I think a lot of like the the home and the auto insurance um, over the last 10 years has become, you know, kind of a commodity anyway, where people are used to go into some of the competitors and just hopping online. And they could do that with us. But there were always we are our competitive advantage was always us. Right. And, and same with State Farm or Allstate, where you still had agents that you could go into and actually talk. And there were people that found value in that. Mm-hmm. And so we're. We're, we're not losing that completely because, I mean, we, we work with, you know, uh, business Skype business um, where I can still do this uh, to clients and prospects and stuff. But then when you talk about some of the other things like life insurance or, you know, any kind of financial planning and that kind of stuff, people still like to see who's doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. From, yeah. My, from my experience anyway, it's not quite as transactional as some of those auto and home has become. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, like you said, luckily we have the technology to be able to be able to do that so yeah um 
so what else do you kind of see in the um, small business community? Is there anyone, any other like kind of creative ideas you've seen people deploy? Uh, I'm sure there's, I mean, I, every day I see something on social media that I'm like, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just always blown away, especially in our community about, about how people pull together. I mean, um, I will say that there's still, there's still a lot of fear uh, in small business owners. And even though the community's rallying behind them, it seems like the local um, government at least has their uh, finger on the pulse. I don't know if they've completely done everything they can do yet, but I also think it's not their place. They, they got to go a little slower. They got to see what the federal government's doing, the state government's doing before they could actually step in. Um, so I think there's some comfort there, but there's a lot of fear. I mean, I was talking to a, a restaurant business owner um, earlier last week. And she mentioned how she was very happy with all the community support she's getting. And she goes, but I, I'm worried because eventually that's probably going to wear off depending on how long this thing lasts. And it, it's either going to wear off because people are going to get tired of eating out all the time or people are, if it, the longer it lasts, the more people are going to get really concerned with their finances and then not want to spend that money on eating out. And it's kind of, you know, it's going to be a, a trickle down effect to those business owners um, where they're not going to be able to stay open and keep their people employed and that kind of thing. So there's still a lot of fear, um, and that's why I I was talking on uh, WJBC the other day, and I said we as business owners, like the business owner side of me has definitely had to change, but I, I think I also have to change as a consumer too. Some of the ways that I want to do business, I can't do business anymore, and I have to meet those business owners where they are too. Um, uh-huh. I think we have to be open-minded to that, and. I mean, it's just, we're going to learn how to do business differently. <laughs> I mean, as a consumer, as a business owner and across the board, um, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to get back to normal. I think it's going to be a new normal after all this is over. Um, like I saw some, uh, I forget who it was, somebody on Twitter the other day tweeted, I don't know if I could ever shake someone's hand again after this. I'm like, that's going to be a real concern for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's so natural just to want to, you know, shake someone's hand or even, you know, certain close friends, give them a hug when you see them and that kind of thing. Like how much of that's going to change um, after this? I don't know. It's, it's yeah. really, I'll tell you one of the, one of the things I always go back to, I always try to think, obviously my business has changed, um, but there's still ways I can work retail. Your business has changed, but you could move online. There's, there's ways to adapt. I think of other businesses that just can't <laughs> um, like hairdressers are always one that I think of. Like you can't cut someone's hair from six feet away. Um, yeah. So they're like they're they're just they're just out. Like um, uh, dental hygienists, right? Like you can't clean someone's teeth from from six feet away. So they just don't have any any place in this. They don't have a way to adapt and continue to do their business. And those are the people that are that are really like I really think about a lot. Um, like I have a friend that she has two jobs. She's a, uh, she cuts hair, she's a beautician and she bartends. <laughs> and so right now she's just like, I don't know what to do. Um, and she's not the type, you know, and a lot of people are like this, our employment spike, obviously, but she's not the type to draw an appointment. She's always been able to kind of hustle and get a job. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's shifting. The world's shifting and it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got my uh, COVID nineteen haircut going on right here. I just buzzed it all off because I can't get to get to someplace. So, um. so, so people think that I shave my head all the time, and I don't. What I what I do is I go to the barber twice uh, twice a month, every other week, and I have him trim my beard, and he shaves my head for me. And in between, I just take a zero guard um, to my head. Well, obviously can't go to the barber. So I think it was like two days ago, I decided to take a razor to my head. And sure enough, I nicked my head back here and it bled like all day long. Just I had, I had a Shakira O'Neal Band-Aid on my head for. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We, all, we all miss our people for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's been a tough thing. Um, as an extrovert of not being around people, I, I feel my energy just like grinding down over time. Do you have yeah. that experience? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just miss people. Like, I don't know how, I don't even know how else to say it. Um, you know, I've had the, the virtual happy hours. Um, I've, mm-hmm. had two, I've had two of those in the last month. Um, I've had coffee with friends just in the morning, throw up the iPad and have coffee and talk. Uh, but it's still not the same. Um, I mean, it, it's getting by. Like, I, I just got back from a bike ride and, you know, I safe as possible on that bike ride. But it's still nice to see people, even though I can't like sit there and talk to them and say hi. It's it's nice yeah. to get to see those people out. So yeah. I've seen more people walking around. I feel like I, I think there's more people or maybe it's just I'm noticing people more. I, but I've really enjoyed um, just seeing the people out walking around and, um, you know, you can still have a conversation with your neighbor from a safe distance and check in how they're doing. And it's a, um, I hope, especially now that the weather's getting nicer, the people are getting out more and still making that socially distanced, uh, connection to the people around them. Yeah. I think it's double-sided. I mean, that's what, there was that picture going around Facebook a couple of days ago from a group of normal that was just sitting way too close and outside. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that the nice weather is doing is it's making people make bad decisions also. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we got to still we got to still be able to listen to the doctors and scientists on this. But I agree. I think in, in some ways, this is probably the pause button that we all needed to hit for a long time. Um, at least probably I could say personally for me, um, I'm I'm the type that just goes as hard as I can. Most of the time it fills my calendar up um, and it's as difficult as this is for me to have any sort of downtime. Uh, I know that somewhere it's healthy <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just, just to relax a little bit um, as hard as that is. So I, I think there's a lot of people like that. Um, yeah. Well, a time to figure out how to care for vulnerable people around you too, right. To yeah. being, you know, if uh, folks whose income didn't dry up or isn't putting into bad financial straits and we have this extra time, you know, how can we help each other? So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's, it comes down to empathy. I mean, you got to think like we were talking about the hairdresser, the dental hygienist, but then like, you know, you got the high school senior in high school that's missing graduation or prom and um, you know, just, there's all kinds of, and I don't think one's necessarily worse than the other when it comes to that. Cause we all feel those things uh, when they're happening to us a little bit more. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I think overall I'm, I'm okay. I don't want to be worried about me, um, but I am very empathetic with everybody else. And that's why I say like, we got to meet people exactly where they are and, um, do the best we can as a community to come together. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of that here locally. Um, yeah. From what I can tell anyway. So, yeah, I would have expected more like fear and anxiety outwardly expressed, but I guess the, the Midwestern way of approaching crises is sort of to be stoic. You know, um, do, is it, do you see that when you talk to people that there's sort of like a stoicism about it? Yeah. I do. Um, but it's I, like you don't have to scratch very hard at it before it kind of falls apart. <laughs> yeah, but I also think it has to do with the type of uh, crisis that we're in. Like like this, this is a virus that oftentimes you don't even see symptoms, um, you know. So I think like I think if this virus caused us to like, you know, have a discoloration of our face and you could tell people that had it, I think panic would be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Like, like I, I think if it was more visible, it'd be a lot higher. But everything, like, I, w- I had to go to uh, get my weekly grocery store. I, w- I went to the grocery store yesterday. A lot of people wearing masks and that kind of thing. But overall, people didn't seem scared. 
you know, like, but I think if, if you could visually see what this virus was, I think there'd be a lot more panic. Um, so I don't know if that's, you know, a Midwestern thing as much as just the type of virus it is. I think that's why it took so long for people to actually take it seriously is because, you know, you heard the things where it's like the flu or whatever. And it's, it isn't, it isn't, it's a virus. So kind of, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it, it's obviously something that you, we don't have a cure for. We don't have a vaccine for And, um, we don't know what it does. I mean, I've, we've heard rumors for the last month of maybe when it gets warm, maybe when this happens, maybe when this happens. And, um, I think that's that's the scary part is just and then and then people are also just scared of the side effects of how long do I got to stay in my house? How long do I got to not work? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of the fear, too. Um, yeah. I don't know. To go on the uh, to go on the economic side of things, I mean, as one financial guy to the other, um, you know, what's your. Uh, this, this is one of those like real outlier situations. You don't really design a portfolio with this in mind but like how does this sort of mesh with your your financial uh thoughts not not as a no financial advice if coming no, to me or one of us but is, just what what does it make you think of <laughs> yeah i mean this is not obviously i can't give advice because everybody's uh, situation is going to be different but i mean I, I think the same principles that most um most financial people would talk about in uh, most of the credible sources you would read still hold true through this. Uh, diversification is important. Emotion shouldn't control your decisions. Um, you know, longevity and how long you have to, you need that money should play an important uh, role in the risk tolerance that you have in your portfolio. So all those things hold true through this. Um, I mean, unfortunately, no one ever times market, nobody ever times any of that stuff. So there's going to be winners and losers all the time, but um, those, those, those steadfast rules, I think still apply even, even in this situation, um, yeah. on a much larger scale of like our economy and the world economy, I can't even wrap my head around what this has a potential to do. And I'm not an economist by any means. Um, but like, just to think of how much money, uh, not just our government, but countries across the world are going to have to print basically, um, to, to stay afloat and to make sure their people, don't suffer um and then to try to figure out a way to get that back is going to be we're going to be paying for this for a long time is basically what i'm saying and, and, and that what the damage that could do uh go to the global economy is um unthinkable right now yeah so. yeah yeah no i i'm i'm with you i keep um there's a reaction when something when you see the you know, s&p 500 you know yeah dip down like that there's this just reaction of like oh crud i don't want to hold on to this stuff anymore um but uh you know that that's this is like not the time to make any kind of financial decision like you got to put you got to keep your portfolio like <laughs> you gotta yeah and like i said longevity risk uh, longevity plays an important part on how long you how long you have to you utilize some of that money um i mean there's all kinds of studies out there if you look at from the 2008 crash um, the people that pulled their money versus the people that didn't and, and the, the loss that they had and some of the profits that they or that they could have had. Um, yeah, I mean, talk to your professional. That'd be the best thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it makes a case for managed accounts and, and, and those types of accounts because, the um, yes, you can just like anything, right? You can do it yourself. But it's when these types of things happen that, that having someone there that's not emotional about your money uh, can make a big difference. So Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I, I've been meaning to like, to take, put some of my money in like a, 
I, I pretty much just have it all riding the S&P 500 right now because I'm lazy and young, you know, so I can just have it in there and just I can withstand that volatility. Um, but I've been thinking about like maybe once I get into my 40s about putting something in safer, even looking at commodities that'll be like counter cyclical to it. And um, I think I'm OK in this one, but I if this happens again in 10 years, I'm going to be in a different position in life. So I I think I'm this might be kind of like the kick in the butt I had to put some of that financial training to work and, and invest in something that's not just like a targeted mutual fund. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so if I actually buy gold though, then I get, you know, kind of conservative credit there too, if I own some gold. So that's good. <laughs> and you hit it on the head, like pe- people our age in the you know, mid mid thirties or younger, uh, this affects much less hopefully than someone that's 60 plus or 70 plus. So it's still working. Um, so it's, I mean, everybody's situation is different and that's why, um, everybody needs their own professional to actually help them guide them through this. Yeah. There's no way that someone should be giving generic advice. Uh, but there are some steadfast principles that I think still hold true no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to take it back, uh, locally a little bit. Um, I've also been kind of wondering about how many of our chain stores or, um, like in particular the mall, <laughs> I really, I really wonder if the mall is going to reopen after this, but, um, you know, then kind of, I guess, have you been thinking about that at all about the, well, the mix of local versus chain businesses and what this might do to that mix? I have, I'll tell you, um, I have the, well, I just saw, um, Logan's roadhouse, um, close across the country. Um, so oh, they did. Okay. Um, yeah. fire, fire all their employees. Um, and then we just had uh, slim chickens close um there so which is another franchise and i think it's important small business everybody talks about small business and i trust me i I love small businesses but a lot of these franchises are locally owned so um supporting a franchise isn't a bad thing just because they have a national brand behind them it's a really good point yeah yeah i mean these people um that own these franchises probably have kids that go to the same school as you and you know put a lot of money into the economy and, and and nonprofits and those type of things too so um they deserve our some of our dollars as well. Uh, but yeah, I have thought about, you know, there, there's the mall is a great example. I mean, the businesses that were barely getting by before are going to have a hard time, big, small, or, or anywhere in between. Um, you know, if they were barely getting by, that probably means they don't have a huge cushion to fall back on, or depending on what kind of service they have, um, you know, they might not be able to pivot and do pickup or delivery or whatever. Um, so um, yeah, it's, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of businesses not make it out of this, um, yeah. which, is, which is sad, but um, going back to what we were talking about, talked about before, it could create a lot of new businesses out of this too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look at the food delivery services like Uber Eats and Grubhub and all those. I mean, those obviously were around before this, but um, they've exploded because of this. I mean, I've, yeah. used, I've used every one of those in the last week. So <laughs> Grocery delivery too, Instacart yeah. and everything. Yeah, as long as yeah. they're giving people the right counsel to be safe, which as my understanding is they are. Um, then, yeah, uh, and I mean, just what we ordered, we ordered from somewhere a couple of days ago. And on the app that I ordered from, it's like, just drop it off at your front porch or do you want us to knock on the door? Like it was already in the app in the software built in. Like you want the no contact and just text when it's on your front porch. So like, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Just cool. How quickly they develop some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. Well, it's, um, I'm really anxious to see if it's going to extend beyond April, because I, I think that, I mean, of course, obviously does the longer it goes, the worse it's going to be for, 
for businesses that are already highly leveraged right now. Yeah, and I anticipate it will. I mean, I, I think at this point, I, mean, I have no no idea, of course, but like, I just don't, I just don't see it. I, they haven't even talked about us peaking here in Illinois yet. Um, yeah. And you know, if if they haven't said that we peaked, or to think about they're going to reopen everything in three weeks, I think is is a little bit um, naive of us to think. So yeah, um, yeah, I would anticipate it going longer. Um, what what state was it that's already in June? Uh, was it Virginia or? or oh, really? I didn't hear that. I, 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 there's one state in the in the country that's already like June eighth or tenth or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I think. But it comes down to this as a business owner, and it's e- much easier to say this than execute this, and, I, and I'm fully aware of that. But you're either going to have to figure out a way to maneuver through this, or you're you're not going to be able to survive through this. Um, and I think that's what's important. Like there's, you know, in, in my industry as agents and of all different kinds of um, products, there's going to be those that just complain <laughs> and uh, say that you know, well, I can't I can't do this because of X Y Z or because no one wants to come see me, no one wants to do this. Or you can do everything you're possible to meet your clients or your customers exactly where they are and find a way to do business. And those are the people that are going to come out here probably stronger than they were before they have more tools to work with. So, yeah. 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 That's a, uh, I, I totally agree both on a personal and professional level that this is the type of adversity that, you know, it's like, it's like being um, asked to do some sort of really difficult physical challenge, right? It forces your body to get in shape, to rise, to meet that. And then you're stronger afterwards. And, you got to, you know, whatever your, your personal situation is, you know, like, um, you know, is it your relationship with your family? Is it your own personal, like relationship with your, your psyche? You can build yourself up. Is it your, is it your business? Is it your, um, your involvement in the community? Is there some way you can use this as an opportunity to grow stronger? So you have more tools when you get out the other side of it. Um, it's, it's really hard to take that perspective all the time because it's just so, it's really hard to plan anything when you don't know if things are going to change all the time, but that, that seems to be the mindset you got to have to, to get through it. Right. Yeah. You ha- you have to be able to adapt quickly. I mean, in all, I mean, no one, like I said before, no one prepared for this. Um, but, and that's exactly why you have to be able to figure it out. You know, you can get mad, you can get angry, you can have that moment, um, but then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go. Um, I mean, I really, really didn't want to give up. I'm an, I'm an extrovert, too, and I didn't want to give up going to the office. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, it's I can. There's actually a point where I could probably do a heck of a lot more work if I just set up a home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I had to. It's really weird. And it's not my it's not in my comfort zone at all. Um, yeah, but, uh, I've heard from introverts that an office environment is really difficult for them with their personality. It's very draining. And, um, you know, I heard them and I tried to empathize, but I. <laughs> I didn't, um, I, I tried to or sympathize, whatever. I tried to be sympathetic towards them, but you know, I, I have to admit I didn't fully, um, you know, internalize it, but now that the switch is flipped and this is a work environment that's more attuned to introverts, um, I'm, I've become far more sympathetic that if I had to always work like this, I would not be as effective at my job because my energy level drains when I'm not around people. Yeah. And, um, and hopefully that'll make me a better team member that I can be more uh, respectful of people's, you know, personality needs and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's exactly what I'm looking. So I, I'm going to start working really hard to book as many appointments as I can for the month of May. I usually work about a month ahead. 
Um, and now for the, you know, when I'm booking these appointments for May, not knowing if I'm going to be able to have people in the office or not, that's what we got to set the expectation of when we make these appointments. And it's, that's what I mean when I say meet people where they are. There's some mm-hmm. people that when we call, they're like, I don't care if we can come to your office. I'm not coming to your office in May. And we set it up through Skype. Um, or, you know, we get a telephone call or, or, or we just work through email or however they need to be. Um, we can, we can be. And I think that's, as we're calling people and setting up those appointments, we're going to talk through that um, and let people know. Yeah. Where before, and I say that before I really wanted people in my office, I just used to have much more control um, as far as everything was there, right? Their file was in my, in my office. The computer was there. If they needed to make a change on the fly, it was easy to do. And that's why being in the, I always wanted those appointments in the office. And I just can't, I, we can't have that anymore. Uh, I think ever, like even after this, but six, seven months from now, I think people are going to be, a little bit, some people are going to be a little bit hesitant to come into an office. And so now I'll be more comfortable in the future doing these types of appointments and be better prepared for these types of appointments. Um, and that's what I mean by coming out of this stronger is how many more, how many more appointments, how many people can I have an impact of and positive impact of just because of the lessons I learned throughout this, this whole ordeal. So, yeah. 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 Well, I really only had one thing, more thing to ask you was just kind of the support that you feel like you're getting from various organizations. So you mentioned the federal program there. Um, has has the the Chamber of Commerce or the city or the state done anything that's been particularly notable to help the, the small business community? Well, as far as like real tangible grants or, you know, deferments or anything like that, I think, as I alluded to before, it's going to it all has to trickle down from federal to state to local. I think nobody on the city level or town level is going to start giving away money, not knowing what the, the uh, federal government's going to do, because that could affect future federal grants and all that type of stuff. Um, but just how do I feel supported, if that's the question? Pretty good. Um, I think. I'm very proud of my governor. I think um, our governor is one of four or five governors in the entire country that was way ahead of this. Um, he didn't waste a lot of time, um, which was a pain in the butt. I give him that. I give everybody that. I mean, it was, but I'm thankful for it now because there's a lot of states in a lot of uh, worse condition than we are. So I'm thankful for that. I think he's moving. He's putting a lot of pressure on the federal government to move faster, which is nice. Um, the Chamber of Commerce you mentioned has been great at getting out information to business owners. I get several emails a day from the Chamber of Commerce. That's who put on um, that PPP um, presentation um, through Facebook Live. They just invited business owners to kind of walk through what that program was. At the and that was that the details of that program got released five, after five o'clock the day before, and at eleven o'clock the next day they had that. Facebook Live, getting us the information. So they've been really good at pushing information out as it comes out. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I feel pretty good right now as far as the support we're getting. But I'm also very patient because I know everybody's flying by their seat of their pants. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like I said, as much as as much as it makes everybody else's head spin, it's making all the you know city officials' head spin. It's making the council people's head spin. The state, you know, no one knows what to do. They're all trying to figure out figure it out together. Um, but I think we will, we'll, we'll make it out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, watching the city council wrestle with that emergency ordinance too. I know that was a really tough line for them to walk, especially when they're trying to figure out technology issues on top of it too. So it's all that meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy just to like, poke fun at or criticize people who are 
making decisions, but you either have to doing nothing is making a decision too, and you're in a position of responsibility. And so, like, there, there's not an option. There's not a neutral option. You got to try something um, that that works with the information you have, the best judgment, um, or you can not do anything, which in itself could make things worse. You know. So, yep. I, um, I have a lot of respect for the people who are in elected office and in positions of responsibility, um, you know, in the city and elsewhere, because you, you're just presented with this challenge and you got to do it. You know, you got to do something with that information. And, um, yeah, it's uh, the rest of us who I've been thinking about how most of my volunteer stuff stopped now, like Mm -hmm. planning commission tried to meet, didn't work out. Um, I was trying to organize an event that's not happening anymore. So I got a lot of free time. I can just kind of mm-hmm. sit around, but um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people can't. So um, yeah, respect to them. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's people that are that are really just sitting at home, you know, hitting their head against the wall trying to figure out how they're going to make the mortgage payment. And, and so that's what I mean. Like I I I am very hesitant to complain about the situation I'm in. Um, you know, of course my income's going down and things could be better and. I'm bummed because I can't see people, <laughs> but but when we're in a world uh, world traumatic event, a world crisis like we're in, I think our 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 thoughts have to be more with those people that have it have it worse than we do, and there are plenty of them right now, especially I mean even in our community. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're gonna get out of it stronger. I'm I gotta I gotta look optimistic optimistically throughout the whole thing, otherwise it stuck at home and looking pessimistic i'm gonna drive myself nuts so yeah yeah well you can decorate your office too so get something back there right? i mean gotta work on the i got the branding here you do is, yeah i might have to order one of those by mean you know by a printer or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the one time i've out marketed you so i'm yes, true. happy true. about this <laughs> yeah. all right man well thanks for uh yeah. thanks for taking the time um our two of our three sponsors are still operating apparently so um bre law is still taking calls and trying to help people out so um you know life doesn't just stop after with all this too things still happen you still need help so give them a call if you need it and uh normal gadgets is cleaning a lot of phones right now so yeah if you if there's anything in your house that's going to get uh covid19 all over it it's probably your cell phone so bring it on into there they can clear that they can clean up that dirty thing for you. So, but uh, Terry told me he uh, they shut down play normal esports clearly yeah. right now. So, yeah. Um, Though I, I checked their Facebook because I think they I saw something where they're doing something virtually, of course, um, through play normal. So, uh, oh, hop on yeah. and check. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I bet they are working on something on that. Terry's on my list of people to bring on to uh, chat about how his business is doing. So, yeah. checking with him. So, cool. well, cool, man. Stay healthy. Keep riding that bike. Um, hopefully, we still have good weather. I mean, yeah. hopefully, it keeps getting better. That'll help with this whole. Thing. Oh, man. When it started raining or like snowing that first that, that day, I have no idea the anxiety that I've had that I had that whole first week. Yeah. yeah. I I saw something. You see that thing on online? It was like, apparently, my life is being written by a fourth grader now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that everyone was sick and they had to stay home and it started to snow and the president was Donald Trump. It's just like, <laughs> I like the one yesterday. I, I sent it to a friend of mine that it's uh, like really stingy on their pl- the planner. They goes, why the hell did I buy a 2020 planner? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs>
Yeah. All right, man. Look forward to seeing you soon in person. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. Bye.